Thank you for joining us again on JogPod from the Lee School Geography Department. We're joined today by two of our sixth form geographers, Lara and Chloe, who are going to talk to us about a range of possible futures for the planet. Hello, I'm Chloe. And I'm Lara. Today we're going to be talking about what life will be like in 100 years. It's always hard to imagine the world developing and changing further in the next century. I agree, but Lara, what are some areas that we can expect to change? Well, Chloe, the most obvious ones include space travel, our power sources, the climate, and the way we build housing and infrastructure, among many others. Interesting. Can you tell us more about space travel and our power sources changing in the next 100 years? As technology and materials advance and develop, we can expect to see humans potentially beginning the long process of perhaps inhabiting Mars. As well as this, there will be greater investigation into the solar system and space as a whole. And what about power sources? Well, Chloe, it is considered likely that Ireland's needs will continue to increase with the growing global population. Therefore, the needs may be facilitated by the use of nuclear fusion and other solar power. Sounds like a lot of change. Living on Mars would be pretty cool, Lara. It would be. What about you, Chloe? What changes can you think of that we're likely to see in the next 100 years? Well, I think you've pointed out the most obvious ones. However, it should be mentioned that there is likely to be changes in ocean farming and growing tourism in polar regions. Interesting. How will the use of oceans change? Well, in 100 years, it can be expected that we will need to feed around 10 billion people, therefore meaning that there will be an increase in demand for ocean farming of fish. Research has also suggested that algae farming will be a source of renewable energy. According to a chief scientist at NASA Langley Research Centre, saltwater algae has been genetically modified to absorb more nitrogen from the air. This could free up 68% of fresh water, which could then be used to go to thirsty populations, helping to improve the quality of life in more deprived populations. How interesting that by genetically modifying algae, we'll be able to improve the quality of life for some populations. What about tourism in polar regions? Well, Lara, this is a bit of a controversial one, but it is likely that the Arctic will see the first rush of development. The success of this development, which is likely to have some resistance for environmental reasons, will dictate whether this is seen in Antarctica. What are you most excited about happening in the next 100 years? I think the possibility of living on Mars and the possibility of exploring the solar system further, as all that at the moment seems very unimaginable. But what is something that's concerning you about what might happen in the next 100 years, Laura? I think the tourism in the Arctic is quite concerning because although it's exciting, fragile habitats may be disrupted or even destroyed and indigenous populations will lose their land through industrial development. It's very interesting, Laura. I agree, that is quite concerning. Thank you very much to Chloe and to Lara for preparing and giving that podcast today on what the world will be like in 100 years' time. None of us know what the world will be like in a one year, 10 years, 100 years, let alone tomorrow. But I wonder whether some of those themes of population change and environmental change will still be at the front, forefront of geographers' minds. Perhaps in 2123, there'll be geographers on Mars, even, looking back and wondering about those predictions that were made. Will the Arctic have changed? Will population still be 10 billion or have started to drop? 
important questions for geographers to consider as they look ahead to the future and contribute towards planning. Well, join us again for another exciting episode of JogPod next week. <laughs>